Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Hey guys, how you doing? I'm your host, Chrissy Grody. God, I can't even say my name right, but I'm going to say your name right. <laughs> oh my God, how I've much practice? I've got Dr. Sanjay Shaver Kamani. Nailed I did it. it. Nailed it. Back with me today. <laughs> He's going to run through the intro of the podcast. This time in person, we recorded his episode virtually. It was like at the height of quarantine, right? Yeah. It just started. We it, had no idea what the hell was going on. And we still don't, but so we didn't at that time either. <laughs> yes. But now together in Rubio Studios and Sanjay's the emergency department medical director at UC Health Westchester and the president of Revive Strength and Wellness. If you haven't heard this episode, definitely go back, check it out. Then coming up, I'm going to talk to a fitness nutrition coach who's been working in the industry for a really long time, helps people build their own active lifestyle. Welcome. So happy to be here with you. Thanks for having me oh well, my God. back I don't, or, or for the first time. This no. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's great. We were chatting about our Mondays and Sanjay just like handed it to me as I tried to hand it to myself because whenever I'm having a bad Monday, I tell myself, I tell my teams at work, we're not doing brain surgery. We're not saving people's lives. We're just hiring people to work. And Sanjay's like, I've had a crazy Monday. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You work in an ER. <laughs> you don't get to tell yourself those things. And Mondays in the ER are a special kind of beast. So uh, we, yeah, we all survived. Um, so it was a good day. Good, good, good. Yeah. What's been your favorite workout? So my favorite workout, I was thinking about this actually on the way here because I was mm -hmm. listening to one of my favorite podcasts, which is other than yours. Yeah, of course. Um, the Happiness Lab with Lori Santos. Yeah. And she was talking about Aristotle and um, his ideas of happiness and basically this chipping away of like where you want to get to. And I realized, so I, I put up a PR overhead um, this past week. So it was nothing crazy as far as a workout. But this it is was like an overhead press? It was an overhead push press and then a, and a split jerk. Um, okay. So basically I, I put up a lot of weight. I mean, yes. the weight doesn't matter. And because what I was thinking about during this podcast that I was listening to was three years ago, I started with my personal training journey. Like I was, you and I talked about it. Yeah. I was a complete lump. Like yeah. I was a mess. You couldn't do a squat. I couldn't do a squat. I'd never even like, I didn't even have thought, thought about a squat before, yeah. <laughs> like let alone my arms. So I had dislocated my shoulder seven times before. And I was like, well, this shoulder's fucked. Like I'm never gonna be able to use this thing again. Yeah. Um, and whatever I do, I'll just strengthen my other arm. And like, so you, this one can just wither, yeah. wither away. It'll just be like <laughs> lopsided arm and it's cool. Um, Cause I just accepted that was the way of life. But I also never rehabbed the thing. I went to PT once after I dislocated and I'm like, eh, I've got this. But I was like 18 at the time. Yeah. And so of course your body's gonna be okay, but then it wasn't. And you know, when there's I, the key right there, but then it wasn't, <laughs> then it wasn't. And it was just a mess. Like I dislocated it sneezing once. Like it was just awful. Oh, my shoulder was awful. And I, you know, when I, when I signed up with, with my coach Luke, um, you know, he was like, just trust the process. And I was like, yeah, I'll trust the process, but check it out. I have this screwed up shoulder and I have this screwed up back. So let's work around it. And he's like, we're going to work with it and your shoulder is going to be okay. And I was like, look, my shoulder's never been okay. Yeah. Cause now I'm, I was 38 when I, when I joined on with him. So I have 20 years of this garbage shoulder. Yeah. Like no and way. All the story back. you're telling yourself about your garbage. Oh shoulder. yeah. And it just kept adding up. And I figured I would just never get there, but fine. I'll just humor him. And you know, it was little step by little step. And for the first time, it's actually this year that my shoulder is back to normal, but it was, it was because of all that, work we've done along yeah. the way of strengthening and strengthening right. and now I have this like 
strong shoulder and I can put up 150 pounds above my head without Damn. feeling a thing. Um, other than the, that the happiness. That yeah. Other than the weight, <laughs> but the there's no pain yeah. there. Yeah. And, and my shoulders are actually symmetric as opposed to this weird droopy thing. Um, so it's really cool. Like yeah. reflecting on that and those little chipping steps to get there. And, you know, there were steps along the way where I was like, I'm never going to get there. And it, it, it flares up every now and then, mm-hmm. but it's gotten me, Luke's gotten me to this point where my, my shoulders are strong and, yeah. and they've slowly, like my core is stronger. So it's supporting everything right. else. And so that was my favorite workout. Yeah. Like, I thought I was thinking about some other things on the way over. Like, yeah. no, well, actually over the last couple of days as far as workouts, but they weren't my own because mm. like you and I talked, but it was in the middle of quarantine yeah. and we hadn't opened yet at Revive. Right. And so since we've opened like the, the we were talking about this before we before we got in the air yeah um as far as like you create something and and then suddenly it's there yeah and the it's what crazy. you imagined of it is there too and like the results we're seeing in there for other people like i don't talk about myself i don't like to talk about myself very yeah. much yeah well you didn't like, start a gym so that you could go work out there you could go into another gym. Exactly. I mean, you know, I'm sure that's part of it, right? You want yeah. to create a space that you I, like too. But. I wanted to create that space, but where I could share that gift that I had received. Yeah. Um, and that's what we've done. And now seeing these like goals that like there's a there's a nurse that works out with us and I'll spare names, but like she had never done a squat either. So mm-hmm. she was like me. Yeah. And two months in, she's squatting 105. And like, wow, she'd just never done it before. Right. And like everyone's watching her. And it's so impressive because she couldn't even move well yep. when she first started. And seeing that happen is just the coolest thing. So that was like my favorite workout. And then that spilled over into another one of our clients who like went on a blind date for the first time. So like, th- like, I know it sounds weird. Like, that no, is, it doesn't sound weird at all. I'm obsessed with this idea right now about like the confidence that you build in fitness or how, and you talked about this. Yeah. How fitness sets you on, it's like a springboard right. for everything else that you want to do in life. And I don't, I don't think it sounds cheesy. I don't think it sounds corny. I have heard so many people in people I've met in my real life, other podcasts, people that are famous and well-known, like it is an undeniable thing. Yeah. And you know, that's what, when we designed it, you know, we're not, it, it, they talk about, well, what are you selling? And what we're selling is strength skills and confidence and and to see that confidence spill out like you mentioned like outside of yes. our walls and see what successes other people have like yeah they're doing the work but you know you have a part in that yeah. and that's the you're the professional the like you're I, I talk about this all the time too we have professionals in every other area of our life that we go to because we don't know everything why would we take fitness or wellness any other way yeah and it's exactly that and i'm you know i'm blessed to have the three coaches like i i step back when it comes to coaching Mm because watching those guys do what they do especially with the fitness stuff and the personalization of all their work like i sat in their meetings and i'm just like holy crap this language is happening behind my back i have no idea but the amount of thought they put into every client right it's just wild and to see just you know yeah we do the fitness stuff but we also do the life coaching stuff and yeah and seeing how that actually comes and, and they continue to learn to be better in that professional role. Yeah. I'm, I'm just a spectator at the gym now, yeah. which is the coolest part. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you know, I build it, they come and <laughs> I, I'm working on everything peripherally, but like the, seeing the, the results of the work they're doing into the lives of people is just like, 
No. There's no, no better like, I, gift. I can totally get that. And I related so hard when you're talking about like trusting the process because I have recently started down a strength training journey of my own, yeah. which is the first time I've worked with the strength coach with the goal of getting stronger. Yeah. And you know, it's always been a part of my fitness routine in some capacity, but never with like a performance-based goal where I'm mm -hmm. like this, I'm training for a purpose. Yeah. And even going in, I'm like, yeah, sure. I like, they say I'm going to get stronger, but like, I don't know, maybe it works for everyone else and not for me. Yep. <laughs> you know, like yep. You always like, think you're different yes. and you're like, yeah, that guy overcame his seven shoulder like dislocations, but not mine. My, right. my shoulder is different. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I'm as strong as I could possibly be already. Right. So I don't think this is going to work. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's, there's something, something special about just being like, okay, you got to, you're going to do it. And the way I'm approaching now, I'm like, I'm putting in the work. I am doing what I've told. I'm going to show up every day like I've committed to and like I know it's just we'll just see what happens so how's it going time. for you oh my god it's amazing yeah I've never loved any kind of fitness working out program more than I do strength training yeah it's incredible my body feels incredible like I'm definitely getting stronger that's awesome how long I, have you been doing it uh maybe like I, I started end of July Okay. So yeah. you're still pretty fresh. In it, yeah. But, pretty yeah. fresh. Pretty fresh. Um, but I'm like, can't wait till I hit 275 on the trap bar deadlift. That's, that's like my, that would be really impressive. That's my next, that's the goal. Huh? That's my next goal. Yeah. It. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, okay. Really quick though. Revive strength and wellness. Where can people check it out? They want to learn more and, and give a quick rundown. If people haven't heard the episode, like what do you offer? What's it look like? All that. Sure. So um, revive strength. If you want to look us up, uh, our website is revivestrength.com, R-E-V-I-V-E strength.com or on Instagram. We're pretty active um, and that's revive strength uh, or at revive strength. So um, hit us up either way. You go to our website. Um, you can connect with a coach. Just send us your um, information or just DM us on Instagram or add us and we'll we'll write you back. Yeah. Cool. Um, and the, the long short of what Revive does is it's individualized coaching um, to maximize growth in life and fitness. So basically you get what a lot of places call a personal trainer, but um, we, we like to extend it beyond that um, as far as coaching goes. So uh, you get someone who's going to assess you off the bat. So we offer for initial free consultation oh, cool. you get assessed as far as like where you are like how many bones have you broken what what bothers you on the daily mm -hmm. what are your goals and then um, the coaches work with you based on your goals and their professional stuff to to meld it together to one thing yeah. so we don't offer just one thing there's there's people like me that do olympic um olympic weightlifting but yeah. then there are others that are there we have 70 year olds that are just you know lifting 10 pound barbells right. and everything's cool and yeah. it's the coolest like like I said, we envisioned it to be this supportive environment where people are, you know, empowered and supported to gain these skills and confidence. And we're seeing it in every walk of life. And yeah. it's like, it's, again, it's the coolest gift I've I ever seen. I can imagine. Yeah. Totally, totally. Okay. So my favorite workout, it's really hard for me to pick one because if I'm thinking of like my recording week this week, I recorded Thursday of last week for like the Friday release of an episode because I was traveling for Labor Day. Wow. And so now we're recording on Monday. So I've had like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I've only had four days in my favorite workout of the week, so to speak. And I crammed a lot in those four days. Uh -huh. So I, I strength trained on Friday. 
with my coach. And then I also did a bar class at the barcode on Friday night. I do not advocate for two day workouts, but the no. barcode class was like a, a celebration for a friend. So she like put together this kind of like social thing. And I was like, I, I want to go do this. Yeah. I want to go do this and be supportive. And I feel like the two workouts are so different of like heavy lifting versus a bar class, like small movements. I'm like, I think I'll be cool. I was pretty sore yeah. the next day for sure on Saturday, but, but Saturday I got, I got a bike. I got a, I got a, a new, it's not a new bike. It's an old Schwinn road bike. But like, it's new to you. But it's new to me. It's green. Um, it was a gift from the sheriff of Soundtown, who's usually here to help get us situated, but he couldn't be here today. So I had to ride it, of course. Of course. Um, I need to get used to riding a bike. Just I, it sounds like that. story time. <laughs> Just got to say that. Um, I think I need to get a... Um, so this bike is from like the 60s. Like, you, you know, the kind of... Uh-huh. I'm talking about. Well, does it have a, a bell on it too? And it doesn't have streamers a, off the it handle. It doesn't or? have a bell on it. I could probably get streamers. That's a great idea, Sandra. I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. Um, but the seat is like it's just a plastic hard ouch thing. And we rode, I don't know, we probably rode 10-ish or so miles. Mm. I was hurting <laughs> i was hurting and this is saturday after you worked your ass off on and Friday. it was a saturday yes already sore that so okay so then sunday i did a weight i did a system of strength control class which is more like lifting our class and then uh strength train today so wow. like there was a lot in that but i say i'm surprised that, you're still standing like it's impressive uh, well, well done and i i say it because i feel good yeah i really do and i well after today I like I got done training today and I was like these 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 lick logs need a break. A little break. Yeah, yeah they, need a, they need a little <laughs> break. Um but I I was I was feeling good. I was feeling energetic. I wasn't ever going into a workout being like oh, I'm dragging and I know that this ebbs and flows with the energy, right? Mm-hmm. Ebbs and flows with peaks of training and I'm like I'm at a peak. I'm high. I feel good. I'm getting a lot of sleep. I'm waking up in the morning feeling recovered. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy this while I can, knowing that maybe in a couple weeks I won't be in that same spot and that's okay. I'll give myself grace and it's cool. Yeah. It's you know, and then you fall into those other periods and and you're like, "Well, I know I did feel good at that time, but to get actually out of that, you know, that dip is yep. tough too. But like, yep. it, like you, like you said, you have to give yourself grace. Right. Like this is just, yeah. it's life, but it's cool that you hit that energy high right. and, and we're able to I'm run f- with it. I'm feeling good now. I'm going to yeah. make sure that I, I get some good rest. And you better make sure you replace week. that seat on that bike. That's what you have to do. hundred <laughs> percent. I think I just could get a cover, like a, like a cushy silicone cover. I would give you a- advice, but I don't bike ride except for the assault bike at the gym. And, oh, and oh let's not even talk God, about that. that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd rather take this hard ass seat like or the assault bike it, it I don't, would probably be a very it, tough yeah yeah head to head for sure that'd be equally matched as far as pain <laughs> what do you want to talk about what's your thing i so I, i'd like to t- well it kind of goes with revive and about how we built it how how i envisioned it and talking about vision and what i wanted to do with it and so like we, last time we talked about you know, my journey. And I wanted to translate that into another place. And so we have this strength coaching and and everything that 
I had used to transform my life and to gain confidence for myself and mm -hmm. and really create the life that I want. And I'm still working on that. But I wanted sure, to it's a it's a journey. It's a work yeah. in progress. There's and no destination. I, I don't plan on ever stopping. <laughs> yeah, <that. you're> <laughs> but I wanted to have everything under one roof that had helped me. So like books and yoga and meditation and mm -hmm. education and all this stuff. And yep. that's how we've designed it. So, you know, we have our main strength training area. And then we have this extra space, um, cool. which is adjacent to it, but we can, you know, it was built for the purpose of having classes. And I had thought, you know, let's do meditation in that space during the day. We can have classes like yoga, you know, yes. intermittently, but yes. we wanted to focus really on what, well, what's our core and our core is the strength and fitness training. Yeah. So we, we worked on that for the first three months and now we're starting to expand. Like a phase two approach. Yeah. yeah. Which is really cool. But um, we, we actually signed on, um, Mary Turner for Moto Yoga. So she's oh, yeah. phenomenal yeah. and she's teaching a couple, she's teaching a couple classes every Saturday for us. And I mean, it's amazing. Um, the interesting thing is I designed this and I'm like, everyone's going to love yoga, right? Because yoga is so great. Yeah. Right? I love yoga. And Mary's a great teacher yeah. and she teaches yoga really well. At the same time, I didn't see which way it would go. And the cool thing about Mary is she knew that we have athletes coming in. And and that doesn't mean like, you know, there's there's the woman I mentioned who had never done a squat before. Right. But people Spectrum. are doing athletic stuff in the gym. Yes. And she's like, I think these therapy balls are going to be really popular for a class. And I'm like, but what about normal yoga? Right. And she's <laughs> like, like, give no, me a like, downward like, dog. Yes, like, exactly. <laughs> and she's like, honestly, like, I will do that. But let's see how the yoga balls work, too. And that is by far the most popular thing. Like we sell out, we, we have limited space because we're, we're yeah. staying space for Distance, COVID. Yeah. And it sells out like immediately when we offer it. Meanwhile, the, the flow class, which is amazing because I do it every week and a few of us do, it's not as popular. And she had that vision. And I was like, you know, reflecting on back when we were starting, I was like, I know what people need. Yeah. And like... <sighs> I, I don't know where I'm going with this entirely, so bear with me. But no, like, yeah, I, I also want to hear about these yoga balls. Oh, yeah, they're oh, if you like, it's it's happy pain. Um, what is it? So they're these they're these hardish kind of balls, and they like vary a lacrosse in size. ball. There are lacrosse size balls, and they go all the way up to like softball size okay. balls. Okay, and you basically use them to get into your release your shit. yeah your myofascial yeah. release kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's basically like a massage that you do yourself. Yes. But like when we went to the low back and the butt. No, it is. It was like a good fire. I I have had that experience before, and like I am like breathing so intensely through the excruciating agony. Yeah, and and they and the next it's day, so necessary it and so, so good important. for you. Yeah, because I'm always tight, and I know, it me loosened too. me up so well. And I know what I need. Like just like you know, whenever we're in a dip, and we we know we need the exercise, but you don't do it. Like that's how I feel about stretching in general. Like oh, how, my mobility practice is shit right now. Same. It's Same. shit. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call myself out. It's shit. But Mary's I'm going to getting yoga me tomorrow, there. So. Oh, good. Yeah, Mary's getting me there and getting all of us there. But, um, and and we actually offer. This is, was not supposed to be a plug, but here we go. We do offer those classes for the public. So if oh. you if you go and just you know sign up with us, we um yeah we're happy yeah. to have you. Cool, cool. But uh, what <laughs> kind of what I'm getting at is that like for me, I was like I know what people need, and I think there's this like. There's this ongoing kind of thing where, in, especially in my life, where I will learn something 
And I'll be like, oh, this is the best thing ever. This is what everyone needs. Yes, and totally. <laughs> I don't think like I, I've, I'm still like focusing on this. And I'm more mindful of it than ever of like not everyone needs what you need right now. And I, there's this yeah. thing out there and and I'm guilty of it, too. I'm sure on like social media where everyone's like, this is what you need. This is what you need. This is, And there's so much noise out there. And as as someone who like prides himself on being mindful and stuff, I get it and I see it and I know that's what a lot of people quote need, but how many people are ready to listen and how many people need something else right then to get them to another mm-hmm. state and another state. And um, like, that's where I was. And it's cool just that Mary like got into it. And that's kind of what the guys do too. They, they listen to you and they know where you need to go and they know what the next steps are. And I keep learning and keep being humbled by that. Um, but it's, it's just an interesting thing as far as that journey, even for the company, because that's not how I fully envisioned it. Yeah. But man, it's working and I, I, our clients love it and it gives, gives them this extra little level of like, enhancement because apparently it helps like these these myofascial release totally. classes increase your amount you can lift like yes. up to 20 percent you know i know it, that's it's silly it's really good for you yeah really good for you which means i have to embrace that pain a little bit more i know you too. <laughs> this is good this is good for me to hear this is the this is the conversation i needed to hear because it's kind of been itching in the back of my mind where i just i signed up for yoga tomorrow because i have not done yoga in months and that's like really abnormal for me but i'm also like it's cool like i go through seasons of things like i'll be super into yoga if i'm not right now it definitely doesn't mean i'm never going to get back into yoga again i i really enjoy yoga maybe because it's not a main focus right now that's okay but i also am like really noticing and probably from this compounded all this activity i've done over the past few days where i am like oh you need it right now. Feeling like garbage. Yeah. Like I just did that one little neck thing and I was like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> I'm going to be stuck like this. Yeah. Sorry. I've done enough medical care today. I can't help you. Oh, but- <laughs> <laughs> fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, I know what you were talking about. The kind of w- wanting to, you feel really benefited from hearing and learning about something and so you want to like tell other people to yes. do it like i get that feeling all the time i mean it's essentially what i'm fucking doing with these podcasts i'm like hey wait i, I talked to this really cool person you need to listen to them like i'm yeah. doing it all the time but one way that i've been able to kind of reframe it and not so much with the podcast but with other people and this happens all with my family yeah because i know decent amount about health wellness i know how good i feel when i do things when i eat a certain way and i'll hear my mom or my sister kind of complaining this and that and i'm like you could just do, do some do this exercise yeah, just meditate yeah. meditate five and they don't want to they don't want to fucking no, hear of course me, right? not so i've been trying maybe uh, to kind of reframe it and, and approaching it like offering a suggestion like mm-hmm. i'm like oh you know you could maybe I could offer you that. And so neither that's not like a you should. Yeah. And that I think maybe it kind of helps a little bit. Well, we bit. see it all the time, like in the hospital when we have like an unruly patient and everyone's like, sir, you just have to calm down. Like, okay, what's the worst thing? What's what's the one thing that is not going to get someone to calm down? It's saying calm down. And it's the that same That immediately thing. just lights a fire under my ass and I want to scream and punch your head through a wall. Exactly. But we think at the time, and it totally makes sense. You tell someone to calm down. 
they should calm down. But the same thing goes with literally everything that right. you ever ask someone to do. If you ask them to do something that's not what they're doing, they're going to double down on whatever the hell they're doing that's the complete opposite. Um, and humans Can, are beautiful in that right, way. Right. But why don't we just, why don't we all know this? Uh, well, why don't we just all, excuse me, Ryan, my husband downstairs, like stop telling me to do things. <laughs> I'm just going to stay in my home <laughs> I'm doing, yeah, you're There's like, no winning on I, this conversation. <laughs> no, that's it. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Okay, so the thing that I want to talk about, I have to take advantage that I have a real live medical doctor Uh-oh. sitting in front of me. And this isn't a, an Instagram post that I'm going to read. This isn't, God forbid, a fucking tweet that I'm going to read or a soundbite or anything. I just need to talk to a doctor. This isn't a, a medical problem, but okay. I want to talk about okay. the coronavirus. Uh-oh. You said that C word. I know. Hmm. I want to talk about, I want to hear your honest opinion. Obviously, I know that maybe maybe you are, maybe you are not an expert in the coronavirus, but from your medical perspective and your educated opinion that I think is going to be better for me to digest than something I'm seeing on Instagram or something I'm hearing, that's where I, where I want this conversation to come from. So okay. obviously you can caveat if you're like, I'm not an expert. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I have to caveat it with my views don't represent yes. the views do what of you University of Cincinnati Health. Yes. And also you just pop this on me out of the blue. So I'm going to focus my, I just, right. my I just thoughts. Wanna, and, I just want to yeah. hear your opinion. So on yeah, like, these are just my thoughts. So, exactly. So, so my, my opinion on... Like wh- how are we doing? What's so, going on? So it, there's, there's a lot here, right? So like I, I talk about it a lot with with my friends, but also my colleagues, as far as everyone's interpretation of what's going on. Not me as a doctor, me as a human right. too, um, because we all have our priorities um, and what we need for our own happiness. And and we all have our justifications for why we do certain things. This is an excellent point. And there's tons of biases that we all hold, including myself and Absolutely. these weird ass perceptions that we create ourselves to justify what we're doing. Why I want to go out to eat. Why you want to go out to eat. Why I want to go out to eat. Why yep. I want to hang out at a rooftop bar. Why, yes. you know, like why someone wants to chastise someone else yes. for going to a rooftop bar yes. and there's all this stuff. Yep. We all want this thing to get better. Yes. Um, but at the same time, we also all want to feel good and it's hard right. to combine those two. Like I was talking to, to one of my colleagues yesterday and she had left her house. We, we had gotten coffee to talk about professional stuff and she, this was her third time leaving the house in six months other than for work, other than for work. And like, I, I, I wish you could see my face and and granted she's married and so at least she has someone at home and I have my cat so you know but I still I need I need something more than my cat sometimes um and so I'm like but, starting to itch just thinking about, thinking <laughs> about that situation <laughs> so so that's that's the groundwork for like how I think about it yeah. which is you know I in talking about having grace and everything I've I've developed a, a a higher sense of acceptance for everything that happens. I can't change a lot of things. Right. Um, And so I don't get truly upset at a lot of people. You cough in my face. I may have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I understand some people have to live their lives now at the same time being respectful. So here's, that's the groundwork. The, the, how I see things is we're doing okay. Okay. Um, And I think things are going to be much better soon. Okay. And I've already seen, so and this is my experience in the ER, but yeah. I see, you know, I see 25 to 30 patients a shift. And in March and April, we were seeing 
COVID hit people really hard. Like every single patient with COVID, it at least felt, was super sick, had oxygen levels that were low, needed admission. And that percentage in my in my personal experience mm-hmm. has gone down. Mm-hmm. So that when I work today, I didn't see anything that looked like COVID. Now, there were probably a few patients that had COVID, but they didn't have this nasty x-ray that we used to see, this chest x-ray that just had all this gross stuff on it yeah. and and they needed all this extra oxygen. I still see a couple of those per week, yeah. but I'm not seeing them with the same frequency. So as far as the severity of individual illnesses, I'm not seeing them as much. That being said, I've also been blessed with my position where I don't work that many shifts a month. I work nine shifts a month. Right. And so maybe I'm not seeing things yeah. that much, but yeah. it's still a serious illness for yeah. a lot of people with comorbidities. But as far as like the frequency of how many times it's hitting people hard, I'm not seeing it as much, but we're still seeing the numbers and we're still seeing people infected and people are still dying from this thing. Right. Um, and so it's, it's hard to know. Like I, I always say, I can't wait for 10 years from now where we can actually figure out what the hell just happened. Right. Cause I think the biggest, one of the biggest obstacles in all this is I truly, and correct me if I'm wrong, like we, st- a lot of people still don't really know what's going on. No one knows what's going on. No if one anyone says they on. know what's going on, I immediately don't trust them. Yeah. And that goes with most things. Right. Life. Right. Yeah. If you know, if you claim to be a full expert on coronavirus and know what's right for everybody, there's a good chance you're wrong. Right. And I mean, it's frustrating, but also it's like, what do you want people to do? Like you, you're asking humans to make decisions that are affecting a large scale of other humans and they don't have a lot of hard facts exactly so how would you rather them lean and there's there's there there are plenty of numbers out there but numbers are there to be skewed a lot i mean we've we've seen it in research and i'm not a conspiracy theorist by any mean but there was even a paper put out in the not too recent past, but that said that a lot of research, we have to think about what's been going on out there because even hard science, there's, there's biases everywhere. Right. And you know, most of the stuff, yeah, it's probably true. But at the same time, we don't know how things are being spun by the people. And those people that are researching may not even know how they're spinning it. Like human nature is like mind boggling, but amazing at the same time to me and the way the psyche works. But that's what makes it so tough. So I, I deal with the situation in front of me at the time. I, you know, I'm following all the regulations and yeah, everything. Right. Um, and I'm hoping we're, we're all doing the right thing. And I can't wait to have yeah. everything open up and just yeah. go to a music festival. Right. For that sure. Is, that for is sure. my 2021 hope and goal. Okay. That's amazing. Mine too. So you think that we're doing better than April, March. And you think it's because of these, these social distancing, the mass? Like, do you think that I, those... I think they're definitely effective. Yeah. I also, I also think that... I think more people are getting exposed to it. And so um, in that way, I think maybe there's some herd immunity, but I don't even know. I'm, I'm speaking just okay. purely okay. conjecture. Right. Um, but I, I think with time, we're, we're doing a little better and with okay. the distancing and everything. So I think everything is piling into one to, to help. Are we still seeing like it's affecting older people worse? Older people still get it worse. Okay. Those with comorbidities, so diabetes, heart disease, um, those patients are also getting okay. it worse. So, okay. Um, and there are plenty of other um, parts of the population that are getting it worse. But for the most part, young people who get it um, are doing okay, for the most part. But yeah. that being said, in April, I took care of a, a 19-year-old um, who had to – I gave him breathing tubes. So, wow. Um, okay. It, it still yeah. varies and it runs yeah. the gamut. So, um, so I'm you hoping- can't really say let her rip. 
You can't let her rip just yet. Just um, yet, but maybe you could let her rip? I, I'm going to keep listening to Fauci and <laughs> okay. everybody who's leading the way because they're epidemiologists and they're super smart. <laughs> right. And I am not one. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just the doctor that lives in the basement of a hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. I know I've heard some arguments of that, of like, we just let it run its course. And, and I that think, sounds easy to say when it's not someone that you know or a family member or someone that's being affected by it. Sure. Yeah, you're exactly. a healthy 30-year-old. Cool. I can see why you're saying let it rip. Yeah. And if you, you know, that the problem is you hang out with someone who's 80 who, or cross paths with them or spend a little time with them and then you don't know. Um, so I, I see everyone's side and I totally understand everyone's yeah. side. And I'm just, I'm going to do what's best for me and tell people to keep, you know, Keep wearing your mask, keep following the rules, and hopefully we'll just be past this soon. Yeah. Do you have any, any, your own personal thoughts on like timing? And do you think that wh what's going to happen one day, they're just going to come over the loudspeaker of the world and say, you can now take off your mask? <laughs> How I, do I think do what's going to happen is, uh, uh, you know, I think New Zealand opened themselves up, but they closed their outside borders, right? So I think um, what's going to happen is one state is going to make a move and say, let's lift a little bit and then people will other states will fall in just like ohio led the charge as yeah. far as closing stuff down yeah um i think there are going to be some pioneers who say open it and i, I have a feeling it's probably going to be in the south and then things will happen Definitely. and then it's florida you know it's florida <laughs> <laughs> i didn't name any states <laughs> i did saying, for the record um and i think eventually hopefully that goes okay and others will be able to follow um but i, th I think it's going to be a stepwise process yeah. just like it was a stepwise yeah like, slight reopening i think right. things will continue to go in a stepwise way but there's not going to be unfortunately like freedom day although july 4th man that would be a great like let's celebrate our truly, real independence right now truly huh. okay one more thing i want to talk about in regards to this because this is something i truly um am unsure of this these talks of like a fast-tracked vaccine from what I've heard, like this has never been done this fast before and not even close. What was the fast one? Like measles, which was four years or something? Something like that. So what uh, can we, what do you think about that? I have a friend who is like, you better not get that vaccine. And, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm torn, right? So like, I, I think it's great that a vaccine's coming out because that does mean we're closer to returning to normal. Yeah. Um, do I worry about this is going too fast? Sure. Um, do I find that there are problems with vaccine? Do I think they cause autism? Absolutely not. No, um, right. Or anything that, like that. I didn't but, even think about yeah. that being a thought. It's just that this is so fast. Yeah, it's fast. And the, the, my hope is the, the only problem with pushing something out this fast is it's not effective. Right. That would be my, that would be the best case scenario right. um, of a, as far as a, a negative result goes, right? Right, or so, like it causes birth defects or something insane. That, that would suck. <laughs> I would hate that. Um, yeah. And, you know, usually if you're dealing with purely vaccines, then it's about the stuff that, that the vaccine is in that people are worried about. Yeah, the vaccine you could itself, just like so. get COVID yeah. and it would be bad. Yeah, it would yeah. be bad. Um, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And if my work says you need to get the, vi the vaccine, I'll get it. Um, yeah, because you trust that the people making those decisions know what's going on. Yeah, I trust the people. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, that's okay. what I'll do. So I All don't. All right. Well, know. I'm going to call you <laughs> and I'm going to ask you, Sanjay, and you can tell me. 
it's real fine. real deal of it that, that's the yeah i'll tell you after i get the vaccine if i get it how <laughs> yeah, i'm feeling and if i'm if i have birth defects uh, <laughs> in my non-existent children yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay well that's helpful and it's uplifting that you think it's getting better um yeah i, I think the hardest part of of all of this for me is because now right like we if this is I hate the term the new normal, but like we've been used, we're used to it now. Yeah, we're here now. It's fine. You know, like, is it ideal? No. Do I wish it were different? Yes. But, but uh, we're here. Yeah. What is the hardest part is just like, I don't know what to believe when I hear things. You and me both. Yeah. No, I know. Like it's, that is the most frustrating part. Not just with coronavirus, with anything going on. I'm like, I I don't know what to believe. There's I, like no true information. I, I don't honestly, know. like, and a lot of people kind of like make this face at me when I say it. I hardly watch the news anymore. No. I actually don't. I, I took a cue from Tim Ferriss's um, four hour work week where yeah. he just said, just stop watching the news and ask other people what's going on out there. And, you know, trusted people that you, you yeah. value their opinion on. Right. And that's kind of what I do now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. It, it keeps a lot of the noise out and I stay attuned to the world just that I know. And a lot of people would be like, but you should know. And I'm like, you you can know for yourself. I'm going to do me. Yeah. And, exactly. and focus on what's important to me, which is helping people live happier, healthier lives. Yeah. And, and those that I can directly affect. Yeah. Yeah. I listen to the New York Times, the daily, the podcast every morning. And like even obviously going in knowing that like I want to think that they are an objective reporting on the news. I know that's not the full truth, but I at least get something uh, investigative journalism from them that I'm like, okay, I, I have some better sense of knowledge on some things but still yeah like, but you still don't know still i don't know i listened to up first from npr for a mm. little while and i was like well this is just depressing as shit i don't really want to listen to it <laughs> and yeah. i don't know i don't really want to know what's happening that much like yeah. i want to know a little bit sure but not everything yeah i think my, my biggest my biggest concern too is i see like all of these things on instagram are people pushing these things on instagram and i'm like do you know what you're saying do you know what you're saying i don't know I'm right there with you. It's another it's another one of those things of like if you're definitive about like 100% about anything as far as maybe current events or the way you perceive things, I'm, I I look at it a little. I, I just, you know, I allow it to happen. But yeah. I, that's not the way I want to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just kind of like I have my values. And as long as things don't violate that, I keep things open. Right. Um. And it makes me forgive and accept a lot yeah. easier. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. So well, now you just said something definitively. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I can actually believe you if I'm right. Now I'm confused. <laughs> I believe I believe what you say. I agree with what you say. All right. I, I agree with what you say. Okay. So getting better. We don't know what's going to happen. You didn't really provide any sound medical advice to my situation. So that's right. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wild card. I love this one. This is a really good, deep one. What's the most important lesson you learned recently? I guess it could go either way. I took it deep. Yeah, well, um, this is this is a fun one to think about. So there was a time, it's, it's basically, it goes back to like telling people what you think they need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
the the most important lesson I learned was how to be a better listener. So the long and short is I a couple of years ago. So it wasn't that recent, but a couple of years ago, um, I had lunch with a colleague, and um, he was really open with me, and he told me about um, his it, he, that he's an alcoholic, mm. and I was like, wow, that's impressive and he's like yeah i haven't told anyone else like outside my family wow and i was like wow this is i i'm really like listening and i'm 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 honored that he's told me this and he was telling me stuff about how it affected his family and and how his family is still having issues and that's when i was like hey i've read this book about blah 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 <sighs> yeah i did that thing Oh, look. Yeah. like it, you literally just like died inside a little. Right. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I didn't say it with such like, you know, yeah. I got this answer, but I was like, you should look at this thing. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment he just shut down. Yes. And he didn't, he didn't say anything, but that was a problem. He also didn't say anything because yeah. that's when the conversation stopped and yeah. we switched topics. Um, and for, you know, I think I lost all trust that he'd given me because all of a sudden I became the fixer. Mm -hmm. But like, I think that's one very much goes along with people in medicine is we're, we're so used to fixing things. But I think people in general, especially dudes. No, like, definitely. That's it's it's everyone's, I think, first initial reaction. Yeah. And the practice is like you don't you don't get to, to take someone it's not up to you to take someone else's pain away like they're talking because they want you to sit with them in it and that's it and yeah that's, you just have to sit there and yeah. listen and like not give advice and yes that's the hardest thing because we all want to be like right i've got the answer yeah for you. you don't like to see other people that especially people you care about in pain you exactly. want to try to move them away from it but that's not helpful if it's you're really right if you really want to come from a place of helping someone it's not about fixing or shooting or <clears throat> giving advice or whatever it is. It's like, no, this sucks. Right. Or, or like, I, I, that must be really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's it. And, and, you know, the cool thing that happened with that is like, just like anything, if, if I read like a business book or whatever, everything I learn in really good books spills over to anything. Mm -hmm. So it spills over into life and how you want to live your life, but it also spills into like healthcare. So like it became that like really beating myself about it, uh, about it and like literally reading books on how to be a better listener mm -hmm. after that. Like, I know. We know you love to read. <laughs> <laughs> Big nerd. Yeah. Um, but it made me a better physician because now like I, I realize that like it's my job to tell people what to do to be healthier, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it takes that listening, and 99% of it is listening to get them to trust you. Then they'll listen to what you want to say, but yes. you have to really care about people. And it's yeah. not just like, okay, I hear you, but here, take this medicine. Yeah, It's like, oh, I feel you. I get it. Yeah. Like, how do you think we can help this? Right. Um, and just having the talk probably helps a lot more than just the medicine, more than the medicines I give. Yeah. And I'm starting to become one of those like, really just I, and it's weird because i'm an er doc and i'm supposed to be in and out of rooms real quick but there will be some, right. I, I well i i was sitting down with this patient two days ago two nights ago for like 20 minutes and we were talking about life and his candle company oh. mama llama, llama candles oh. like the guy was amazing yeah um and we just talked for the longest time and he just you know i barely offered him anything but literally in the course of us just talking his problem was solved and I'm not, I can't go into yeah, details, right, right, but right, right. Um, his problem was solved. 
Wow. And that was the coolest thing. Um, wow, that is really cool. And that's what most people need. Um, yes. They just you, need to talk. Right. And to have someone listen, not yeah. try to fix it, not try to move their pain away, not try to take it away. Just want someone to to be there with him. Until they're ready. For yep. sure. That That's that's a really good lesson to learn. Um, How about yours? Mine. So this was this was hard for me to think about because I feel like any lesson I think I've learned, I'm just like constantly relearning it because then I fuck it up again. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, like, oh, I learned this one, but I'm going to have to learn it again yeah. and again it's and again. Life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I think, you know, one of the the simplest things I've thought of, and I've talked about this a lot recently, is that it, it, to not get stuck or trapped into thinking you are a certain way or you like a certain thing because you've, you've liked it in the past or you've thought of yourself as this way in the past. Mm-hmm. And what was so evident to me when it came up is that like during quarantine, I was like, I don't play cards. I don't like games. I'm not a person that wants to play games for fun. Like I'd rather talk. I'd rather just pretty much talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was super resistant. And then I you know, started with one, one game. Which was? Exploding Kittens. Oh, yes. Have you played? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And I think really the resistance was like, I don't want to... I don't want to take the time to learn a new game or like, I'm not going to be able to learn it easily. It's not like, I'm not going to be able to pick it up. So like, yeah. I'm just not even going to try. Mm-hmm. Played this one game, which is, uh, you know, fairly easy to learn. And then I was like, okay, we're playing this. Like, let's play Rummy. I've played Rummy before, like got into that. And then they were trying to teach me to play poker. And I was like, no, I can't learn to play poker. And? I learned to play poker. I fucking love poker. I learned to play euchre. I love playing euchre. But that also like talking about fitness spilling into other parts of my life. Like that one little act of of learning something new. Like I am capable of learning something new and really enjoyed it. Then I'm trying disc golf. Then I'm going hiking all over the place. You know, like it just is like explodes. You basically crack the top of the creme brulee and now you're eating all the creme below it yeah. yeah i'm like what else is out there that i haven't done before that i can learn how to do that's fun yeah now i love cards i can't wait tonight i'm probably gonna play some cards gonna that's, wrap up here that's awesome i play some poker and i think it's you know a lot of us are set in our ways and i think that yeah. we're, we're all guilty of it but but that's just the human in us and, right. and we tell ourselves stories like you did yeah about why we don't but then when we really get back down to it there are other reasons yeah um but that's why i'm such a big believer in mindset and you right. said the word a couple of times like carol dweck's book is like yeah life-changing for me as far as growth mindset or just willing to explore stuff or say we're not necessarily what we think we are yeah or like um, you're i'm not good at this right now yeah i'm not like i'm not a great poker player but like it's okay but you can enjoy it yeah i can yeah. enjoy it i'm gonna learn i'm going to get better like from where i started playing poker to now way better that's where the fun is then yeah. you get to this weird stage where you're wearing those weird glasses with eyeballs on them that are looking in different ways to distract yeah. other opponents that's yeah. that's another no level. as not, soon as the sure casino opens we'll see if i can get down there i don't know <laughs> so yeah that's like the simple that was like the a very stark lesson learned like from me you're recently. gonna start playing dungeons and dragons soon you know i'm not yeah. gonna knock it <laughs> i don't know if i will maybe i will maybe nothing I wrong won't. with it no absolutely it. not Thanks so I'll much see for you in the on. next uh, next LARPing yeah, yeah, tour. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my pleasure being here, Chrissy. Thank you for having really me. Really appreciate it. I Thanks so much. It. Thank you. 
What the Fit listeners, pay close attention to this one. Do you want to learn simple techniques to boost your mental well-being and improve your ability to cope with stress? If you answered no, please contact me immediately and spill your secrets. For the rest of us who need help with mindfulness, past guest Meredith McGraw is graciously giving us 20% off her eight-week course. The course offers instruction and coaching on learning how to practice mindfulness in a variety of ways while providing time for questions and discussion in a forum that has community support and accountability. Guys, I'm doing this hands down, no questions asked. I felt stress, anxiety creeping in on me lately, and just the few simple tips Mare has provided during her time on the podcast, they've helped me so much. I can't wait to see what eight weeks of her coaching is going to do. I'm going to be a whole new zen bitch. Our brain is arguably our most valuable asset, but very few of us are taught how to care for and train for our brain for optimal well-being and success. Mindfulness is just one evidence-based technique we can use to improve our overall mental well-being. Sessions are going to be Tuesday evenings from September 29th to October 17th, 7 to 8 p.m. All sessions are going to be recorded for participants to view again or to view if you missed a session. You don't even have to worry. They're going to be housed online. Visit the link in my Instagram bio or in the show notes to register and use code WHATTHEFIT, all uppercase, no spaces, for 20% off. What the Fit listeners, I have an event for you. This is going to be a really fun one. And I don't know about you, but I am so ready for an event. The Beauty Boost Cincinnati is back with the Women Wonderland Empowerment Panel. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. And I'm moderating the panel again. If you attended the event last year, you'll remember how incredibly powerful it is to have a room full of women sharing in the midst of a pandemic and our lack of social interaction, I can't even imagine how amazing this year is going to be. The event includes a panel of inspiring women, including a few past What the Fit guests, a meet and greet, and a couple of experience stations around. So COVID rules are in place for safety and you can read all about them in the event ticket link, which is linked in my bio. Tickets are $20.00 and include a beer. And the event is Wednesday, September 30th from 6.30 to 8.30 at Third Eye Brewing Company in Cincinnati. So get your tickets now and come hang out. My guest today is building a fitness community and brand around getting people to focus on what's within their control, staying consistent, and being patient. He's a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and podcast host who has worked in the fitness industry since the early 2000s. He's here to help you build your own active lifestyle around your preferences. Please welcome Daryl Perry of Your Level Fitness. Hello, hello. Hey, Chrissy. And man, you really do a lot of research. Like you got it down, man. That was, you got all of it. I do a lot of research and I talked about this in the most recent episode with Natalie Jones. It all stems from this just deep seated anxiety factor where I'm like, I got to feel like I'm like I'm prepared coming in, even though, as you know, as a podcast host, right, like the conversation can take any which way or turn and, and that's cool. But it's just for my own like personal brain to be like, all right, I get it. Yeah, I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. And I think it's just, it'll help. It'll, in my opinion, help the conversation kind of kind of flow better when I know what you've been up to. And it gets me super excited 
to talk to guests. Like I've been, you know, been on your website. I've been listening to your podcast. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk to him about this thing. Oh, then there's this thing, you know, and like it just gets me pumped. So there it is. I, I really appreciate you reaching out too on the gram. Thanks for listening to What the Fit. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you. And so you've been working in the fitness industry since the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I have a lot to learn from you. In the early 2000s, I'm pretty sure I was still playing with my Barbies and faking a sprained ankle to get out of running hill sprints at track practice. <laughs> so this should be enlightening for me at the very least. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the biggest thing between now or well, from then and now is we really didn't even have YouTube back then. Um, so it crazy? was like, yeah, you you didn't have MyFitnessPal, you didn't have YouTube. There was, I think, one desktop ac- application where you had to put all your food in manually. You could track it that way. But yeah, uh, completely different. In some instances, completely different because we've got more tools now than, than ever before. Um, but kind of like what fascinates me about the entire fitness industry is like the same tactics and tools that were used back then are still kind of used now to market to us. So it's, Oh yeah. yeah. So, but no, it was, it's, uh, it's, it's different in some cases, but yeah, in some case, in some ways, same old fitness industry. Right. Right. I, that reminded me when you were talking about like, there were no apps for food tracking. Did you have it just like written down on a piece of paper? That's what well, I used to do. Yeah. Like write down what yeah, I ate. That's, that's totally what, because see, like for me, and even back before when I was in the industry, like, um, I, I first became aware of my weight when I was right before I turned 15. And then mm. <clears throat> the other part, in addition to being like part of the industry for so long, um, I was born with cerebral palsy. So it's cool. Cause like right now I know you would have, you would have no idea, no. but like if you and I were at a local event and I walked in, you would totally know. So that's kind of something that fuels what I do because I know what the other side of it is like to kind of not really to have people kind of size you up and kind of discredit you just from being in the place. So like now that, you know, the internet is what it is, uh, it's completely different. But anyway, um, I was, I was at a physical therapist and they were, they were, you know, assessing me and they had put me on the scale and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. I I was aware of my weight. So that was like the first time. And then all through high school, I was low fat was the big thing back then. So I was, I was kind of doing that, not really tracking, but then I got into like the men's fitness magazines when I was when I was a senior in high school. So like that started my obsession with the six pack and the ultimate beach body. And sure. dude, it like it was tanned, oiled against yes. like <laughs> yeah, and, and you know it's background. it's in an actual publication. So like it must be true. So um, but yeah, that that led me to when I was doing my own tracking, I had a notebook and I would take. It was calories, it was fat, it was saturated fat, because that was a no-no back then. Oh my gosh. Carb, yes. sugar, protein. Yeah. All of it. Old school. Yeah. No, totally. So, okay. Well, that was a great segue into kind of, I'd love to hear how did you get into all of this? I mean, I think you alluded yeah. a little bit to, to being made aware of your weight, but is that where the fitness ideas no, got in your mind or what not actually and, and this again you guys like this is a world-class researcher and i i actually listened to your last episode and i know the things you used to do to get out of track practice because <laughs> i listened yeah. but like that didn't get that didn't get me out that was just like agony it before just yeah. it just happened and then i still had to go do it <laughs> yeah so any I of you guys that are listening go back after this episode go back and listen to that one yeah. um 
but no, what got me into it was I, I had an orthopedic that was was really, really forward thinking when it came to exercise. And he said, hey, you know, um, based on kind of like just your your tendencies and your build and such, I think you would really take to uh, strength training. So I started strength training when I was probably even younger than that. So when I was probably like 12 or 13. Oh, wow. And so I was kind of I was naturally kind of into this stuff. And it just like the way that he presented it. Um, it was kind of more of a nurturing thing. I never, I, I never really felt like it was something I had to do, but yeah, as I got older, it was kind of this thing that I always did. And then when I was in college, I was like, well, yeah, it would, it would be cool to work as a gym. And it was another thing that was different in the, um, in the two thousands was like, they liked, I mean, they wanted you to be certified, but it wasn't necessarily required. Mm -hmm. So I worked at a gym, um, locally and then for a regional chain. So I did some training there. Um, and then after college, I I kind of stepped out of the industry, got in, involved in like advertising and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and then had a whole sales career for really about another decade. And then while I was in that, I was like, well, I'll just grab a fitness certification. I don't know what I'll ever do with it. And it was kind of like this whole thing of like, I was somebody that always dealt with stress by eating. Like that was my, my go-to coping mechanism. Yep. So like my weight would go up and down. And then I, I started losing, I started losing weight for kind of the last time that I was really on a diet. Um, and that was around the time that I got the fitness certification. So then I started doing um, adaptive group fitness uh, for United Cerebral Palsy over in Norwood. Uh, I would go and teach a class over there. And then like, that's when online stuff was starting to really pop. So mm -hmm. I was doing that. I was doing some, um, some boot camps in some of the area, like parking lots and stuff like, you know, really like literally hustling, like, you know, Hey, well, come very popular method now. So you were ahead of yeah. your time. <laughs> oh yeah. No. And it was, but like, this is when it, it, now it's like any class back then it was like boot camp, boot camp, boot camp. Sure. So like, um, but yeah, so I've, I've always kind of balanced since then. So since about 2011, I think is when I got certified. So I've kind of been balancing the fitting, the fitness stuff into, um, you know, my, my, whatever my, my career at the time or my job at the time yeah. was. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've kind of seen all of it from the, uh, training in a studio, doing the group fitness, doing the online coaching. And I still do, I still do a little bit of all of it. Although COVID kind of, it, it closed, it closed down the studio that I was working at, but I think all in all, that was probably the best situation for that particular mm. studio. So that's, that's like the one thing at the moment I'm not doing, but yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've had a little bit of experience in all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say adaptive group fitness, mm -hmm. how, how does cerebral palsy and like the people that you're training, how do you, how do you adapt it to, to like make so, it accessible for everyone? What does that look like? So, uh, you know, this, so like, and this is something you mentioned in your last episode, which is you feed off the energy of the people that you're working with. Well, yeah. when you've got a room full of folks some are, and these are all ages, some people with their, they're affected to the point where they're in chairs, some are upright, some are mm -hmm. verbal, some are nonverbal. And the first time I did it, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to have this class outline. I'll make the modifications, you know, kind of like the beach body thing. Like, well, yeah, yeah. If you can't do this, do this. And then I realized like within about three minutes, okay, basically we're going to do some real general stuff. And then based on their interest level, it was more, we definitely got a lot of cardio, a lot of heart rate, you know, got their heart rate up and such, but it was, it was really more or less a time for me to come in and kind of uh, do some things with them. And it was, it was almost like gym class, I think more than anything mm. else, but it was like adapting this 
to um, in some cases we would we would have between like 16 and 20 people. And wow. it's just adjusting. Yeah, it's adjusting as best you can to every single thing. But as far or every single participant, but as far as being a fitness instructor, like it was the probably the most intense training I had because like you're literally your head is on a swivel. And if you can teach that class, you can teach pretty much anything. Yeah, I'm, I would have to imagine. I feel like there's are, are there many resources out there that are catering towards no I, I mean kind of what it how it goes and, and this is what this is what got me into all this was when you're a kid um there is there's you typically go to therapy you'll go and see some orthopedics and some other doctors and then once you're 18 um you're kind of on your own so if you have resources if you have insurance you can go and you can stick with the physical therapist if not mm -hmm. You kind of have to figure things out and that was kind of my thing at first was okay i want to provide these types of resources you know I, I want to be this type of, of fitness person i want to do these yeah. types of resources and i've never kind of like with everything else i haven't 100 percent gone away from it it's just kind of with the way when everything started going online and there was such a big movement towards not just nutrition in the standpoint of like here's your eating plan you need to follow this but it was more or less these people have been dieting for their entire lives almost. How can you help break the the cycle? You know, yeah. that that became that in itself is almost a full-time job trying to, you know, fight that. So Right. How do you do that? Because I'm thinking once I'm gonna like combine this like two questions into one kind of deal. So how do you do that, breaking the cycle of the constant diet? But then I feel since you've been in the industry for so long, you've obviously seen these kind of like trends come and go. Like, do you of like the low fat, saturated mm -hmm. fat, or like low mm -hmm. fat, or whatever, whatever it is? Um, ha, when did you like? Or what plan do you kind of subscribe to now, or like, what's your philosophy on Good nutrition question. now? Let's do that first, and then yeah. I'll ask about yeah. the breaking the diet cycle. So my my philosophy on this, any of these, any of the plans will work. So keto low fat, low carb, anything, anything works. High fat. Oh yeah. Keto would be high fat. Yeah. 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 Low high, fat, high, high fat. fat. <laughs> yeah. High fat, low fat, all of it works. But like you have to find which stuff you can do and make it sustainable, make it something that you can do for the rest of your life. Um, once you find that it's, it's about consistency and mm -hmm. it's trying to make this stuff as straightforward and as simple as possible. And, and mm -hmm. that's the thing is it's very easy to be like, okay, well, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to do keto. Okay. How many meals a day am I going to do? I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to do one meal a day and then I'm going to do, am I going to do clean, clean, or am I going to be dirty? Okay. I'll do clean for now. And then like, you know, it, it's, it's very easy to get this stuff complicated, but like, or make this stuff really complicated. But what I've found is if you, if you start with the basics first, you can build upon it. Like I'm not yeah. saying don't do any of these things. I'm saying just figure out what's best for you. And What's difficult with this is you know, you'll go on Instagram and you'll see um, somebody, some influencer that you follow. Or not, and when I say influencer, it, it could literally be the trainer in the neighborhood that has sure a thousand followers. Like right, it's not, right. If yeah, you they, look up to this person and think them as credible and, yeah. and knowledgeable, then like they're influencing you. Totally, totally. Yeah. So like you can be like, okay, I'm going to do this, and then you'll see somebody else doing something different, and you're like, okay, well, I got to try that. And it's this this constant just constant, you know, trying the, the constant shiny object syndrome. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, so that's the first thing is trying to um, get somebody to figure out what's going to work best for them. Now, 
how you do it, and you probably know this because you know a lot of people in the fitness community, is you have to get past that whole thing of, I'm the fitness professional, I'm the expert, I know what to tell them, I'm going to tell them and they're going to do it. The thing you have to realize is like everybody has their own relationship with all of this stuff, with this whole active lifestyle, how they eat, how they exercise, how they manage stress, all of it. And they have to be the ones that come to it. So, you know, I can, and, and you don't, if you know somebody, you start to have a little bit more context. So like you, with all the research you do, you have much more context than most people that would just like ask me, Hey, what is it that you do? I can tell by the level of the questions you're asking me. And I'm like, girl knows your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so like if you, but if you take time to like actually see what somebody's day to day is like, then you can kind of start to see a path. But even then I have to, I just, I have an underlining belief that eventually somebody is going to figure this out for themselves. They're going to get tired of jumping from plan to plan, but like I can nudge them, but you can't get frustrated because this is a multi-billion dollar industry that's marketing against our insecurities. And even when we think we have it figured out, all it takes is like one post on social, one headline on a, on a magazine at the grocery store and you're, you start questioning it. So like, for sure. I mean, even yeah. me, like you said, I, I'm, you know, in this industry in terms of now knowing the people in there, I talk about all the time, I practice it. I am still susceptible yeah. to just, yeah. I see someone doing something. I'm like, wait, do I need to have five meals a day? Or like, you know, like whatever it is, like, it's so easy to get sucked in. And yeah. so if you're coming from a place of like really not even understanding kind of basics and fundamentals, it can be super overwhelming. And then of course you're going to go one to the next. And I think what I, what, is, what I was getting around to as well is talking about breaking this like diet cycle. Yeah. You know, once they can understand whoever, any of us, once we can understand yeah. kind of foundation of health and wellness for nutrition and exercise, obviously like a very basic, basic, basic understanding of like calories in, calories out, all of that. Once we can understand that this, and let's just call it like the science behind it. Yeah. yeah. Then it's just mental and it's just all mental. So yeah. I feel like whenever I'm talking to fitness nutrition coaches, I'm like, you got to be doing some like psychoanalyst shit too, or like not you doing it to them, but yeah. like helping guide them, or at least I would think effective coaches guiding them to understand like where's what what's it deep down coming from how do you ever break the cycle of turning to food because you're stressed if you don't understand that in the first place so what's what's helped a million times with this and i i kind of had an idea but never to this extent is the podcast because yeah. most of the people i'm working with now um came from the podcast which is nice too because like when you meet a fitness professional, like when you work with somebody as a trainer, like you've never met them before, there is like the first four to six weeks, you're just trying to get a rapport. Like, yeah, I can yeah see that. You're, you're taking them through workouts, but like you don't know them yet. They don't yeah. know you. They don't trust you. Um, so if somebody coming in, they already kind of know my underlying message. They know what I'm about. But for those that are working with me or familiar with me, like they'll start to hear this. Like they're just listening to me while they're doing whatever it is they're doing throughout the day. Yep. But like, then it'll come to that moment of truth. And it's that whole thing of like, you've had a stressful week at work. You've got the, you know, it's like, it's seasonal flavor time at graders. You love strawberry chip. That's like my mm. favorite flavor from them. 
Um, mm. so Have like, you had the birthday cake? Yes, with the oh confetti sprinkles. Oh my god, it's yeah. so yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. I'm I'm blown away by it. Like that is the thing that's keeping me. And up I'm I'm, I'm kind of annoyed for one of your podcast episodes. Like that that ice cream's fucking awesome. Like this is the first f bomb we're dropping, and it's like 17 minutes out. Right? Heck? Oh, I know that's true. God, um, so like, but like you know, so you've got this moment of truth where you've got this ice cream, and it's not what really gets people isn't the fact that they eat the ice cream or that they skip the one workout. It's the the like just the 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 mental hole that they jump down with themselves afterwards just beating themselves mm. up like and it's crazy because it's like well what should you have done now in this instance they'd say well i shouldn't have eaten the ice cream okay well that's debatable because like you know you have to enjoy what it is that you're doing yeah but like you know it's fascinating because a lot of times if you ask somebody what is it you should do well i should just do better what does that look like i don't know but i should do better so like what i try to do with a lot of the stuff that i put out is just reinforce this whole thing that look you have to build a better relationship with yourself once you do that because like what you're saying this stuff is so much of it is mental I, I will take somebody that has not been brainwashed by any of the the you know any of the popular diets any of the programs and again they all work like you know keto weight can. Loss, yeah whatever you do like it, it yeah. can all it can all work but like you know i'll take somebody that hasn't been like in the weight loss community for a while that's just trying to to learn what to do versus somebody that you know knows what to do they just need to do it mm -hmm. no that makes sense and i think it kind of comes back around to what you were saying about feeling encouraged mm -hmm. to strength train when you were younger that if if we can help people kind of approach it in this way of like encouraging them to learn more about the food that they're eating and how it makes them feel mm -hmm. Rather than this, I have to do this thing because my worth is tied to it. Or like I, exactly after you said about what you said about, I have to do better. I have to do better. Well, that's not like a measurable goal. That's not, you know, like how, it's also a, plays very much in line with my campaign against the word tone. When people say like, I want to be toned. Like, what does that mean? How will you ever achieve it? You're constantly right. chasing something that is unachievable because – it doesn't exist because right. you can change it. You can be toned one day and the next day you're untoned, then just sets you up for dissatisfaction. So what I am kind of like getting around to as well is when you talk about people need to figure out what works best for them. You know, like we say, all of these different ways of eating could, could can and, and do work, but if it's just this like one diet to the next diet to the next diet to the next, clearly it's not really working. Right. So I want to know, you know, from your perspective, how do you help people find what works best for them? Because I feel like if left, if you're left to your own device, you don't know what's best for you. A lot of the times. You, you <laughs> get back to the very basics with, food, yeah. which is um, start tracking. My fitness pal is great for this. Ignore two things on that app that I can't stand, especially at the beginning. The estimated calories that they give you. We're not there yet. Or like mm -hmm. the calorie goal. Not there. Doesn't matter how much you eat. Doesn't matter really what your food choices are. Get into the habit of just tracking. How long should you do that for? Two months. Oh my gosh. I'm going to know my food preferences before two months. Yeah, but part of the problem that you're having with health and fitness is you're jumping from one thing to the next. So we're going to do something that seems remedial for much longer than you think you're going to need to do it. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I don't like is when you complete your diet, your diary there, I hate this. It's like if every day were like today, 
every day is never going to be like today is going to be like no days are going to be alike. Um, yeah. No. Like, but yeah, I, I mean, but to answer your question, you start with the basics. So um, just just track your food, no expectations and exercise like what is available to you and what do you enjoy? And and, and the most simple, straightforward way to track that you've got your you've got your your fitness tracker on your wrist. You've got your phone. Work with your timer. Just say that I did this activity for how long? And then mm -hmm. you come back either the next day or whenever you feel like doing it again, you time it and you just back to what we we're talking about, just log it in a notepad. Like mm -hmm. make this stuff mm -hmm. super basic. And then once you have that down, you know, then you can start looking at at um making some changes. Now with eating, with eating better, I'm a huge fan of addition before subtraction. So I don't care what your calories are. I can tell you from most people I've talked to, they're not eating enough produce, fruits and vegetables, fruits or vegetables, whatever it is you want to follow. I'm a big proponent of both. And you're not drinking enough water. Um, and coffee is not water. I'm sorry. So like, so like, is LaCroix water? <sighs> no, and neither is White Claw. Sorry. Okay. Um, but Fair like, and fine. <laughs> but like, yeah. So, but you know, just start adding stuff first. And like, if you're, if you're eating one serving of produce a day, cool. Have a salad with lunch. Um, you know, have a couple servings of fruit with breakfast or have a snack, like whatever it is. Again, don't worry about calories yet. Um, but yeah, that, that's, I, I found what most people really struggle with is they just, they're so used to going from program to program, wanting immediate results, which is how fast can we lose this weight? Um, that just getting them to slow down is the, is the first step. And a lot of times, honestly, like I tell people to do that just like what we're having here on this conversation. Cause it's, it's kind of a weed out. I mean, if yeah. you're, if you're wanting to work with me, especially as like a nutrition coach, um, I'm not going to be the guy like that has you at your goal weight in in four to six months, like I'm not there. I'm my whole thing is I want you to have a solid foundation to whereas look, if you do what we're talking about doing, your body's going to get to where it needs to go. But at the very least, you're going to get a solid foundation with me. And then if you decide you want something more aggressive, yes, I could put together a fat loss program for you. But I know there's a ton of other coaches that do that, that specialize in that. You can go work with them, but you already have your foundation set up. Yeah, I know. It's so nuanced. The more I think about this, and I've thought about this a lot, I've, I've come from a place of being on diets and obsessed with weight and having really disordered eating. And I, I, I truly understand that some people will feel so much better when they lose weight or like just physically like I get it. I, I, I'm still like don't really fully understand this like health at every size movement, but I think that it, most I love people... that you brought. I love that you brought that up for one reason. There isn't health at every size. There's happiness at every size. Health at every size is not a thing. Yeah. Like, no matter so like no matter who you are, um, no matter what size you are, no matter what physical condition your body's in right now. Like as a human being, you're enough. You're fabulous. You're fantastic. Now, dropping, you know, dropping weight is not going to make is not going to make you any better. It's not going to make you any worse. But it is also okay. As a human like, being. What, I'm sorry? As, like as a human being, like it's not going to right like exactly. I think that's the distinction. Exactly. So like So let's let's start there and then we have to work through this whole thing of like 
it's okay to then work hard consistently towards your goals, performance, you know, action-based, performance-based, and your body's going to change. And see the other thing like, and I always want to point this out when we're having a conversation like this, because even though we're talking about some specific things, I'm making a lot of general terms. Like it's a general conversation. Totally. Still want to, yeah, I mean, and, but like for everybody listening, like, look, I'm not glossing over the fact that it could be a complete shit show that has gotten you to the point that you are right now with the relationship to yourself. There are so many gnarly situations that people come from so many other people that have broken views of, of not only health and fitness, but like themselves that they put that onto other people. Like you have done the best that you can to get, you know, to get where you are in life. So like, all I'm saying is the stuff that we're talking about, about breaking this down and making it super simple and, you know, loving yourself no matter where you are right now. It's very hard to do, but it is still, it is still the answer. I I think it's, I honestly think it's the key to being successful with taking your health and your wellness in your control and holding yourself accountable is approaching it from as an act of kindness to yourself and not as I, I'm a piece of shit, so I have to do this yeah. because if I don't do this, X, Y, and Z, no one will like me, no one will love me, I won't love myself, yeah. I won't be successful, whatever it is. Totally. It's like that, that shift is everything. And it's also one of the hardest things to do if you're coming from a place, coming from this media messaging, coming from God knows who knows what from your background of yeah. that you've been told you aren't enough or you've been made to feel you aren't enough. Yeah. And, and everybody else, and again, we're starting within the weight loss community, but it goes into any other, you know, uh, community you're part of everybody's broken in some way or another. And from the time that we were, were little kids, I mean, you always look to other people and kind of model how you're going to act. And when you look around, it's really, it, it it really messes with your mind when you start to really put this stuff together. Cause you're like, holy shit, is it really this simple? And it is, but then you kind of look around and you're like, why isn't anyone else getting this? So like, you know, it's, it's, it's still, I mean, even when you think you have it figured out, it just, it messes with you. It always oh does. my God, for sure. I mean, I wanted to talk to you about the importance of, we're thinking about kind of basic fundamentals or like helping to get to that place where you're being exceedingly kind to yourself, that it it can be so much easier when you work with a coach, like mm-hmm. not only for accountability, but like you exist, other people, that's their profession. Like yeah. you work with a financial advisor, you have a landscaper come, you have someone that works on your plumbing, like you can't do it all. And it would, it, it, it truly helps to kind of ease the burden, keep you on track and, and be educational. And so I'm working, I have a strength coach that I work with and just recently started working with a nutrition coach because I've never, um, strength trained as like my primary source of working out with the goal to get stronger. And I know that nutrition is a huge part of it. And so I want to be able to eat to support, you know, that performance goal of, of getting stronger. And on, I tried to do it on my own for a while, tried to just eat more protein and I don't really think I'm doing the best job. So I'm working with someone and I had to send her a weight so she knows how to calculate how much protein I should be eating, you know, where I should be. Yeah. Like that is yeah. makes perfect sense. And I didn't even – I'm not coming to her with like a weight loss goal 
or anything like that. But and I have and I haven't weighed myself in I don't weigh myself. Yeah. When I knew that I had to send my weight, I immediately had like a visceral gut reaction of like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like still. Still. And I've been kind of doing this own internal work. I know logically, of course, like weight as a data point is not even close to like the end all be all. Yep. And that I still, it still came up for me. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't, a couple of things, like when you guys are high, especially, especially on a health or a lifestyle coach, or if you're looking for any kind of mentor, it's not even so much like the results that they've gotten for themselves or other people. Like the biggest thing for anybody listening to look at is how is this person carrying themselves day to day? Like what, what is their relationship with all of this stuff? Because that is going to rub off on you. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, that's, that's a huge thing. And yeah, it, it never really does go away. And it's, it's kind of funny if you've been listening to the recent podcast, like I talked about, you know, somewhere like a couple, a couple months ago, I started like reintroducing, I was listening to, um, to an old Tim Ferriss podcast. Mm, I love Tim Ferriss. He mentioned, yeah. And he mentioned the whole, um, his whole thing from the four hour, uh, body. The, mm -hmm. and, and I'd heard this thing. I even tried this diet like way back when. And then I remembered the cheat day and I had this like nostalgic thought of like how I used to love cheat meals. Cause I used to like, I would go and run on Saturdays and I would reward myself with like a pizza yeah. um, or whatever else. So like I started incorporating the cheat days again, like me just, you know, not too long ago. And like, it's just, it's almost comfortable to be into that stuff. And then I, I caught myself one day. I'm like, wait a minute. I have all this stuff where I haven't really been dieting for years since like 2012. I haven't dieted. And like, I've slipped right back into it. I've gone on to my podcast and I've told people how, like how I'm doing this and how much I'm enjoying it. And I'm like, what am I like, what am I doing? So like I, I had slipped back into this and then it was just like, I'm not because I, I don't want to be I, I don't want to be that person again. I don't want to you know, I think part of the reason for me with my coaching and kind of everything I do is like I have been there before and I spent a lot of time doing that stuff. And it's like, no, this this is getting a little too close to the stuff that mm. I used to do when I was going through all the diets. So, yeah. like, you know, I, I I reversed course on it, but it is, it's so easy. Like I, yeah. I don't think it ever goes away, frankly. Yeah. I, that's, that's kind of what I was coming back around to, but I, you know, was thinking before, you know, maybe like four years ago when I was weighing myself, it truly would have the power to make or break my day. And it doesn't have that power now. Maybe that anxiety will come up for me and I can, text a friend about it. I can talk to myself. I can give myself some words of encouragement. You know, I can, you know, kind of logically go through like this. It doesn't matter what you weigh. You know, it just whatever conversation I need to have with myself, I can do that. So I feel like while it might not go away, you could you can build resiliency, True. build your own education to kind of be able to talk yourself off yeah. that ledge, just and, the and awareness. And that's what it is, is you, you the thought patterns, the thoughts are never going to go away. You just have to create new habits, new 
track, you know, talk tracks, new things yeah, to, talk to go tracks. through your head and like give yourself another option. Like yeah. that, that's really what it is. But yeah, it's, it's so easy to slip back in. Really. It is, it is. And, and I'm approaching this now, like working with, with this nutrition coach in a totally different way than I've ever approached any other kind of way of eating before. More so now because I, in a sense, like have been eating the way that she's going to have me eating for a while now. It's really just kind of fine tuning the amount of protein, the time, you know, things like that. That really it's like, this is kind of next level shit, right? Yeah. Like you don't, you yeah. don't need, like no one on the street or looking to like be healthy, like really needs to do this. But now I feel like I can be in a place where it seems fun to me. I'm like, hey, let's see, like how strong can I get? You know, like, like let's just you're, do this as you're a performance athlete right now. Like that's kind of know, how I'm looking at it. And I have never yeah. been in that place before because every single time before it's been, how much weight can I lose? What's yeah. the lowest number I can see on the scale? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, when you said that you're working with a strength coach and then you have a nutrition coach that's, that's feeding you like an athlete, not just feeding yeah. you like an athlete, but right. she knows the, my training days, she knows like, yeah, activity, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And this is not just like, I'm lifting weight, you know, she's lifting weights now. So she just, just needs more protein. This is about yeah. being the right kind of nutrition at the right time for you. Right. Right. So and you're, you're doing what you need to do. That's yeah. I'm, I'm, but it is just a, I'm, as I'm saying it out loud, kind of like a nice recognition from, I mean, where I was probably like even just a year ago where I'm like, I can't be in a place where I'm tracking food or yeah. I can't be in a place where I'm really paying that much attention to not n nutrition because I, again, at this point, like I, I know what's healthy, what makes me feel good. So like I'm doing that, but I just couldn't, I didn't really trust myself, I guess, maybe even yeah. a year ago to like allow myself to go down that path. And now I'm like, no, no, I can stand in this now. Like I, this feels good to do. Um, but one of the things, this is a good segue to what I wanted to talk about. I loved how you've talked about goals and ambitions outside of weight loss. Yes. This is so important to me because obviously our health is important. You and I, right? We both are committed to inspiring people to live healthy lives, educating people yep. to live healthy lives, feel your best, be your best. I, health is your greatest wealth. But my God, we have to have something else to put our energy into that it cannot, whatever goal, whatever it is, like that cannot be it. Your body, your physical being like cannot be the only thing that you're putting your energy into. I think of like women where that, and I've been in this place too, of like my number one goal be, is to lose weight. Like that's my number one fucking yeah. goal in my life? Yeah. God, that's yeah. <laughs> so terribly tragic to me. So I, lo I loved you to kind of talk to talk about your thoughts on that. Yeah. Topic. So, and here's the cool thing. Cause like, this is the first time you and I have had a real conversation. So we're like all over the place, but, we're it's, totally all, over the place. but it's all coming right back <laughs> together. So like all of this stuff that we're talking about um, has kind of led me to, I was going to wait till January to launch this with a beta in October, but I've had some interest and I've had some really interesting conversations on what's going to be called uh, YLF 365. So there's a lot of challenges out there. Um, and the one I'm seeing a lot right now is 75 hard. And what, what is it? 75 hard. 75 hard. 75 no, hard. I haven't seen this. Yeah. So like, but basically 
this this thing is designed that program is designed for like mental toughness and it's you do this for 75 days but part of the component of it is um and i'm going to gloss over it any of you guys that want to discuss the program dm me we can talk about that Slide in like, part of it is following a, a rigid diet uh, part of, or following a diet and part of it is working out for two hours a day. Now there's, some oh, other con- there's, I know, well, excuse me, two workouts a day. So like there's, there's a, there's a component outside of it that is like, yeah, read something that's professional development for 10 minutes a day. But like, this is kind of like what happened with whole 30. You have something that's designed not as a diet, but it's very rigid and people that are lifelong dieters get a hold of it. That's what they focus on. So I'd been, I just told you the whole thing about like the cheat days and all this. And Mm -hmm. I had had, I had somebody on my podcast that was talking about the happy scale app, which is, you know, you get on, like you just log your weight, your, your scale number, and it shows you the trends and all this. So like I did it for a while, but I'm like, whatever, it's just like getting onto the scale. But what you're saying, whereas every time you get on the scale, it could absolutely like wreck your your mindset for the entire day. I'm thinking about this and I'm like, I don't want to put out a challenge. I see all kinds of trainers and coaches doing it, but I'm like, I want to go ahead and put out, let's, let's just make it bare basic. Let's make the fitness part there, but let's make that like the, the as basic as you can be. Mm-hmm. So it is exercise for at least 20 minutes a day, whatever it is. It literally could be stretching. It could be flexibility. It could be lifting. It could be anything. Yeah. So like do that. Drink at least a hundred ounces of water a day. If you find out you're hydrated at a lower amount, then that's cool. That's fine. Um, Like, and this is the thing where you, at first you would probably cringe at it. The next step is, is you track every day and you're in a calorie deficit. Here's where this is different. You don't get on the scale for a year. Oh. You track every day. You're in a deficit every day. But you have the the only time that you get on the scales if you go to the doctor. Right. So, and the reason being, you're not going to the doctor every day. You very easily could be going to the gym every day, walking by that scale. You're in your bathroom every day, walking by that scale. You want to remove the scale from being like a date, like part of your normal routine. Yeah. The other part of this is about the creativity. Like, so I've, I love Seth Godin's books. I really like the Icarus deception because what it, te- what it really teaches you is go, don't try to fit in, go out and kind of create, it says create art, but art could be anything. Yes, so truly you, art is anything. Yeah. So like the other part of this is consume this book. I don't care if you read it. I don't care if you listen to it. It takes you like a week or two to get through outside of that. Take five minutes a day to pursue anything creative and put it and put it out in the world. So that could be that could be writing, that could be painting, that could be anything traditionally creative. Coloring that could also be a podcast. Yeah. Right. Any like gardening. Yeah. Anything. Anything. Woodworking. Whatever right. it is you like to do. Yeah. And the hope is. Because you'll get the fitness stuff. I mean, like when we're talking about just tracking your food and doing at least 20 minutes of a workout, that is not even taking an hour out of your day. You have all this other time. And what you're going to find when you get an out, when you have an outlet spoken by two, you know, podcasters that have full-time jobs, (laughs) you will have this creative outlet that you look forward to 
you're not going to spend just five minutes on it. Right. You're going to continue to practice this. You don't have this fear of failing because you're just, you're doing this thing and you're putting it out. Totally. And then like you just, your, your, your fitness is part of your life. You're doing that. But like, there's so much more that you're exploring. And then, cause you've been doing, you do this for a year and if somebody sees you, your body's going to look different. They'll be like, well, how much weight did you lose? And when you look at them and you're like, I have no idea because I haven't gotten on the scale in a year. They're going to be like, what have you been doing? And then you, you've you actually changed the way on how you view yourself. I'm somebody that exercises at least 20 minutes a day. I'm always in a calorie deficit. And I do woodworking or gardening or whatever it is that you do. Like you're, yeah. you're just changing the entire thing. So yeah. I love that it's, oh, I love that it's like a year yeah. because I, you know, these, and I am totally a sucker for this. Like I did carnivore for a month. Yeah. I did the June jump rope challenge. I jumped rope every day for 10 minutes for a month. Started like yoga every day for a month. That kind of continued on. And I and I love just like the test of can you do it? Yeah. And so, you know, after you do these month challenges for however long, whatever that challenge is, just like anything else, it's it's great for a confidence builder of like, now I know I can do this. I can do anything I tell myself I'm going to do for a month. I know I have that follow through and that discipline. But then if you, it's like, okay, well, I got that piece from it. But now it's not, they're not really adding any, they're not really adding any value to my life. Like I'm, I'm thankful that I did them because it brought me to this place of like, I know I'm a committed, disciplined person. I will do what I tell myself to do. Yeah. But beyond that now, I probably won't be participating in a lot of month yeah. kind of challenges. But this being a year yeah. is like, this is more than just a quick, let me get through it and see if I can do it. This is like, okay, this is a, we're, I'm in it for the long haul here. Yeah. Yeah. And also and to give yourself grace that like, if it doesn't happen every day. Well, and see, that's the thing with a lot of the challenges too. Cause it's like, if you, if you miss it, something on it, like if you miss something, you have to start over. No, you don't start over. You just go back and try to do it again the next day because yeah. that's how life is. Right. Like, things aren't, again, things aren't going to go according to plan. So you make adjustments right. and you move forward. And right. like, that's I just, the better marker of success than anything. Yeah. And, and what I'm finding, like, cause the initial, um, the initial, initial messages back is people are like, well, I like this idea, but I could never stay off the scale. And what was funny is like some of these people, like I hadn't even had a chance to respond to. They came back. I had a couple of them that came back and just messaged me again. They're like, you know what? The fact that I was so resistant to doing this probably means I need to do it. Totally. I'm in. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. We'll see. I love happens. anything too that is pushing creativity and just for creativity's sake, like you don't have to do anything with this work. You don't have to sell it. You don't have to show it to anyone. Like you can just do it for yourself and it's going to feel really, really good just to produce something that's like, like outside of yourself. It's not. So here's the crazy thing about that. There there will be people that put their stuff out there. There will be people that start podcasts. There will be people that do uh, different things that are for public and and forum and they will change people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. And and that, and I'll tell you what, like that, that to me, you know, um, you and I, when, when we were talking about like the format that I use for my podcast and the no editing and just getting it out instead of Mm -hmm. getting in my own head, 
like when you start getting messages from people on stuff that you put out and they're like, thank you. I needed to hear this, or I've been listening to this, or I've been consuming this and it's changing my life. Your insecurities about how people are going to receive your stuff mm-hmm. uh, just completely like it, it goes away. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, um, people just need to have different outlets and they need yes. to. And, and honestly, if you had something that you were really into as a kid that you kind of went away from, maybe somebody told you again, getting back to what people put on us, like, Oh, you know, that's silly. You can't do that. You can do whatever you want. And for sure. Yeah, I, I, do it. that's so encouraging. And I, I think really anything too, to like move us away from this place and in, in culture that we have that says you need to do something for a response back or for an affirmation back. Like you don't, we're so in this mindset of like posting to social media. Do we get a like giving something so we, like we get something back when it's just like, if you are, if you want to put it out there, that's great too. But if you don't, if you want to write something and never show anyone, scribble around a piece of paper and never show anyone, paint whatever it is, like that's yeah. cool too. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So really quick, how... We've talked. We've referred to your podcast a couple of times. You have a couple podcasts, right? I do. I okay, do. So, so give us a quick run through on on that yeah. and where they can find it. What yeah, are you talking totally. about? So um, if you put my name in Spotify, so Daryl Perry, D A R Y L P E R R Y, into Spotify or iTunes, all of my podcasts will come up. Uh, the Daryl Perry podcast is now predominantly just solo, almost daily episodes, uh, a lot of practical stuff that you, again, kind of reinforcing the mindset that we're talking about here. Um, I took, that used to be a catch-all podcast for everything that I did, um, but now I've actually spun off to, we've got the Year Level Fitness Podcast, which is um, which is just interviews mostly about weight loss process, weight loss journey, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have a, a Daryl Perry disability podcast where uh, folks that have disabilities that are trying to kind of do their own thing and build their own career. It's a platform for them to come on and share their story. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And given the fact like that I, that I work in marketing, um, I have a marketing podcast where I just kind of share my thoughts and opinions like for people that are trying to do what we're doing. They kind of have a side hustle kind of doing their own thing and trying yeah. to get their own heads. So, yeah. So yeah, put my name yeah. in, you can find me. Damn, you got a lot going on. Jerry, you got a lot of podcasts going yeah. on. Do yeah, you yeah. feel like it is like a therapy session for yourself as well? This, well, I'll tell you, like the solo episodes, they can be like it's. And I don't even know um, therapy. Like depending on what's on your mind, that's probably a good way of putting it in some in some cases. But other times, like it's literally me organizing my thoughts. Yes. Like there will be times where, because um, like I'll just, I'll have, there'll either be something that has come out of a conversation or something I'll see in a feed or something. And I'll just put it on the little notepad on my phone. Yep. And basically my whole podcast system for the solo episode is just like in my notes, it says, you know, for almost ADP, whatever the number is and then the title. And like, I have my little, in my little five second intro that I do. And like, I'm processing my thoughts as I do them as I do that. And I just go for 10 to 20 minutes and you put, you yeah. put those out. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, it's a therapy session for sure. And it just, again, it's one of those things when I started, I had no idea what it was going to lead to. Uh, and I thought that I needed all this production and needed all this stuff behind it. And you're just sharing stories. That's really yeah. all it is. Yeah. No, for sure. I hear that. How do you take care of yourself? What's your self-support, your self-care routine sure. rituals look like? Sure. So 
Um, I had to laugh when I heard this in your most in your most recent episode because I, I totally the, the hardest thing for me is sleep. So, oh, okay. Yeah, hardest thing for me is sleep. So, also like, the most important thing. So there it, you go. <laughs> it is absolutely the most important thing. I, without fail, um, I get up at four a.m. pretty much every day. And by choice by choice now by choice like for a while it was kind of a necessity like in order to fit other things in because like as you know early mornings are the best time to get things done true so but like what happens is that you get running and you get doing everything and that like i can go probably two or three days without just i probably purely on adrenaline honestly um where i'm getting like five you know like five six hours of sleep then it catches up to you but you know i i realized that okay if i put my if i put my phone down around seven o'clock and just chill for a couple hours like i i can get seven hours of sleep it works out fine the problem is because this is the whole little voice like the dialogue going on in my head is i did it one night it was fine and then the second night, like I didn't sleep as well. So the third night, I'm like, ah, I don't need to do this. I'm back to the normal. So like, yeah, I, but I, I've been working to get back into that routine. Yeah, like, yeah. That, um, that's the part that's most challenging for me. My mornings are are pretty regimented though. So like I'll get up. Uh, I have kind of a stretch flow that I do. It takes about mm. five to 10 minutes. Um, I start getting my water first thing. And then I'll go and work out for about um, – working out pretty much just in my, my home gym right now in my basement at the moment. Um, but I'll do that for like an hour or so. And then I'll come back up, um, usually get cleaned up and then record podcast for the day. And then I'll start responding to, uh, to messages before I log in for work at seven yeah. o'clock. So yeah. very productive first thing in the morning. Oh yeah. You've got it all going on. Yeah. I, um, had the experience this weekend and I guess I'm mean, trying to even think back and I can't even think. I don't think that I was – maybe it was just like a couple extra earlier mornings that I was used to. Yeah. For whatever reason, I was really tired this weekend and I hadn't been that tired in a long time. And it it took me a second to be like, what is this feeling that I'm feeling? Like I didn't even recognize it as being tired, but I was yeah. like just feeling terrible. <laughs> like I feel like a toddler. Like I'm just yeah. like – grouchy and slow and like foggy and like a low level of like a constant hunger. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is going? I'm like, oh, I need to take a nap. <laughs> like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. No, sleep is sleep is so important. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Daryl, the question. Yes. What does being fit mean to you? Being able to do what you want physically and mentally for as long as you want to do it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I was hiking the other week. I can't remember. I've been thinking about this, but I can't remember if I've said it on an episode or not. But I was hiking in Asheville, beautiful hike. And there were just like an older couple, I think, on the trail. And they were doing it, but it did not look very easy for them. And it was a, just a flat walking trail. Like there wasn't anything technical yeah. about the trail. And my first thought was like, oh, like great, good for them to, to be getting out there. But then my second thought was, this looks so uncomfortable. Like I don't – I want to be able to be doing the things physically that I want to do for as long as I possibly yep. can. Yep. 
Yeah. And that's where I'm like setting myself. It's almost like I've, people have used this analogy before, but I'm like, I'm just putting money into my fitness retirement account every day. I'm paying my, paying my account yeah. so I can enjoy it later in life. We had, I, there was a, um, there was a walk run group where I was, that I was a part of for a while. And we had a guy that would come, he was in his seventies and this guy mentally was about as, as sharp as you could, you could imagine. And like when he wasn't meeting with us three days a week, he was, um, he was, he lived on the West side and he just, he said there were a lot of Hills where he was and he would just walk those trails and he would hike and like, yeah, I mean, he was doing it and I'm, I'm the same way. Like I want to be doing this stuff. Right. I want to be doing this till I'm like, you know, 90 plus. We'll yep. see what happens. Though. Yep. No, I'm, I'm with you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for following my sporadic brain today. I think we were both like had just gotten off work, our regular jobs. There's not a lot of separation time to like then be put in this moment. So thanks for coming along the journey. Where can people follow you? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the best place to follow me, um, Instagram is the best account. I'm at your level fitness on there. Uh, your level is just, you can head there. You can find out all the stuff to me link, about me, link to the podcast, link to all my socials, but, uh, but yeah, Chrissy, this, this was fun. This was fun. So great. Thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks for sharing guys. Reminder to listeners follow on Insta at what the fit podcast, me at Chrissy Grody, rate review on iTunes, share to your socials, um, and support the Patreon. If you're able, just tell your friends about it. Thanks guys.